Good morning, all, and welcome to this week's episode of the CEO Moncast. As part of our Unlock the Vault uh, session, I am meeting today with Rana, the founder of Luna Essent, um, skincare applicator, uh, new to the beauty industry, Rana? Yes. Yes, okay. this is okay. definitely something that I, I I have been an entrepreneur before, but uh, this is new. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Rana so she can tell us all about her business and how she got started. Well, thank you so much. Um, first of all, it's really nice to meet you. And because of this, I actually came across your podcast and really, really useful and and I've been, I'm going to go through all the episodes um, soon, hopefully. So, um, but um, my product came about basically because of two personal needs. Um, my son was diagnosed um, with eczema as a toddler. And um, so when I applied, um, you know, I had, I was prescribed this steroid cream for his patches. And, um, you know, he's a growing boy and steroid. And you're thinking, is it going to impact his growth? And I was really concerned about the amount of medicine that I was putting on his skin. And I wanted to apply as little as possible without like, you know, but I still wanted it to be effective, but I didn't want to go overboard. And I realized by using my fingers to apply the medication, basically I had no way of gauging how much medicine was getting on his skin, how much was getting absorbed by my skin. You know, that thought I was like, wow, I, I, you know, they say pea size amount. Is it because they think half of it is getting absorbed by me? <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, I, and I had this aha moment that, wow, I don't know how much medicine I'm actually applying to him. So um, that was, and then because I was applying the steroid cream, you know, it thins your skin. And I was constantly washing my hands because I have a daughter, they're a year apart. So I was concerned about whether this medication is going to get into her snack. So I'm constantly washing my hands, uh, trying to get rid of the steroid cream. And um, I developed dermatitis on my fingers, which was very, very painful. Like just, just, it would just, my skin would just crack. Um, and, um, you know, washing hands, trying to wash dishes, trying to do work around the house when you have two little kids. Um, it was just, you know, really painful. And then the other uh, personal necessity that made Luna Essence come about was that I was getting older. So my skin was getting drier. And, um, and I came up with this routine of like oils and serums and lotions and, and it worked really well for my skin, but I was getting so frustrated because all these oils and serums, they were just like dripping through my fingers and they're like expensive. They're like, like a bottle is like 80, $90, you know, and it's dripping through my fingers and just getting wasted. Or I'm like, I have to put my neck back, tilt my head back, try to roll it on my cheek. Oh, did I touch the dropper to my face? Oh, is it going to contaminate the jar? And I'm like, there has to be a better way to apply these um, kind of skincare routine that I have without my fingers. We have all sorts of tools. How is there no tool to do this? And so, um, so that's, you know, as I said, those were the aha moments behind the um, designing and manufacturing uh, Luna Essence. So, um, and then, um, 
you know, this is the third iteration actually. So it took a while to, uh, for the, you know, the first prototype, there were some problems with it, the set that we had to redesign. This is the third iteration. And with the redesign is now is also a, not only it's just for application, but it's also for massaging, uh, for depuffing, for lymphatic drainage, basically all the, so it's a multi-purpose um, tool that is just easy to clean, um, uh, reusable lasts for a long time, and you can do a um, replaces a multitude of common beauty tools that we have in our drawer. Basically, it clears out your drawer with one tool. You can do the job of the guasha, the jade roller, the applicator, and uh, you know it has no bells and whistles. It doesn't need to be recharged. It doesn't have batteries. Uh, it's just really convenient. And that's as a mom, I wanted something that was practical, easy to use and easy to clean. Those were like really on top of my list of what I wanted to, a product to have and for me to offer. I think that's the best thing about mom entrepreneurs. <laughs> we always have this idea of something that's going to make our lives and every other mother's life easier. And we think about all the things where, you know, you get a man who's like developing a lipstick and he's like, eh, it just looks <laughs> needs to look nice on her. And we're like, no, it needs to last for 12 hours. It can't smudge. It can't stain. It has to be sustainable. We, we think about it all. And it's just so fascinating that it has taken this long for so many women to kind of bust into the entrepreneurial field and start coming up with these things that I make our lives easier. I could not agree with you more. I always think of this, Sarah, when I like sit in a car and these cars, I feel like how, like what percentage of people who are designing these, we need more women engineers that are designed because you sit in a car, there's nowhere to put your own purse. There is no right. sliding off the thing. There is no, it's like no one thought of a woman driver when they designed this car. You know? <laughs> hundred percent. And even now, like, you know, with these Stanley water cups, they're supposed to make our life easier. You only have to fill them twice a day because of the size and they never get warm. They don't fit in my cup holders. I'm like, I need a new car. My husband's like, that's not how it works. I'm like, but it should. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's exactly right, Sarah. Before I go on to the other questions, one of the things I wanted, you know, how, like as moms, we're always rushing out the door, like, you know, it's like, and they, you know, especially if you're doing skincare, because your skin becomes really sensitive to UV rays, because you're putting retin-A and vitamin C and all this stuff, which makes your skin look really nice, is also causing your skin to be like really reactive reactive to UV rays. So, and I'm always rushing out the door and forgetting to put sunscreen on, which is actually, you know, works against me because then it gives me melasma or dark spots, right? So then one of the things I wanted this <laughs> when I designed Luna Essence was I wanted to be able to rush out the door and still have a chance to apply my sunscreen. So I have this carry case. You take, I basically have the lunacent in my hand with like a drop of sunscreen and I run into the car and I'm, I'm driving. I'm just applying it to my face. I'm not getting it on my fingers. It's like clean. It has a carry case. I just like apply it and I put it back in its carry case. And I'm like, you know, 
exactly what you said. It's only women who are going through the lives that we are like, we, we recognize those needs, right? But when things are getting designed for us by men, they don't recognize those needs. And then we're always left wanting, or it's just, there is a lack of, you know, what can work for us. So yay, women entrepreneurs, more in the field. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you're my second mom today who was inspired by their children and their skin conditions to, you know, kind of come up with a need. And I was saying to her, we are going through another eczema flare up with my son right now. And, you, you know, we were kind of told the older he gets, he's going to grow out of it. It seems it's getting worse. And, yeah. you know, we're taking the route right now of going to the pediatrician, getting him allergy tested because right. we need to get to the bottom of what is making this flare up because we can yeah. usually control it. But right, right, I, right. you're right. The different creams and the process and the amount of time that we are right. putting into our children's skin and trying to right. make it healthy for them. Yes. This is yes. probably something that a lot of moms need right. and didn't right. even think they needed. Um, Sarah, I went to my son's allergist because my son not only has eczema, you know, one of the allergies and eczema kind of go hand in hand. So he has severe food allergies, um, uh, nuts. Uh, he's uh, weirdly, he's not allergic to peanuts, but he's allergic to all tree nuts and egg. And um, so we went through a two year process with Stanford here where they desensitized him. Um, to so, he, but he has to eat the nuts every day in order. It's not a cure, right? It's desensitization. So he has to actually eat the nuts every day for the uh, for this to. Otherwise, he will go back to what he was before. And so, um, you know, I was talking to the allergist, and I told them about my product. And I swear to you. He stopped me. He took the product. He took a picture of it. He said, this is what the parents who come here are going to need because they need a tool to apply this medication and know exactly how much they're applying. And it was like almost was in tears. I was like, somebody gets it. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I mean, was this when you were kind of in the startup phase, just... Uh, like, so, was it patented already or? Yeah. So when he, um, you know, I'm an attorney by trade. That's when you said, okay. you, you said, are you, are you, uh, this is new to you? I'm like, yes, because this is not my field of, I, I, I do have a, a minor in chemistry, but yeah, no, I went to law school. So, so this was, um, I had applied for the, uh, um, uh, the patent. Uh, so the patent process, it's very convoluted and it takes a long time. So one of the first things we did was um, to apply for a patent. And, you know, one of the things that I'm struggling with is these cheap mass produced things that are not designed for the task. It's just basically mass produced to turn a profit. So, and I'm coming in with this bespoke kind of like, this is, this is especially made for this, but my startup cost, you know, I'm not, I can't produce in millions to bring the cost down. Right. So, um, so then, and, and I wanted something that was, you know, this is food safe silicone. That's the highest level of platinum grade silicone that you can use with no impurities in it. It's non-toxic, non-absorbent. But how do you compete in a marketplace 
where tools, silicone tools that you don't know what they're really made out of are being offered for $7, right? So all that, um, one of the things we have as women entrepreneurs is because we are small businesses and we're going against these giants who have, you know, like are able to produce mass produce, but it's not exactly what we want. And then when we get what we want, we have to then deal with, so there is this conflict yeah we have to deal with the pricing issues because it's like people we know people want it but how can we offer this at a price that is actually people can use and that's been i would say one of the biggest obstacles of course um sorry i was just like in the middle of a thought about what you were saying there and i just totally blanked out but yes no, no, you no, are yeah. you're right and i think even Yes, that affects women, but I think any small business feels it. And it's almost like you have to operate as, at a loss in the beginning yes. to get the clientele yes. that you need, um, which exactly is unfortunate. Right. But if the prod, if you're truly passionate about the product and know that it's going to succeed, you are going to make it up in the end game. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, the, 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 uh, one of the things is these for us and I'm sure you will relate this. They will become part of the family. My product right, right. now is like part of the family. I kid uh, with my kids and I said, it's another kid, you know, <laughs> it's like my baby, right? Right. <laughs> but um, it is something that uh, you have worked so hard for it and you're so passionate about it. You're not going to, somebody's going to say, oh, this is like, you're going to say, oh, okay, I'm going to put everything aside. And like, no, 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 you know, you are, um, if you are like that, don't start the whole process <laughs> because there will be a lot of naysayers in the middle. So yeah, no, you can't deal with that. Yeah. So Rena, how do you balance being mom and running this business? Are, are you just on this business now or are you still practicing law as well? Well, actually, um, I stopped practicing law when my kids where um, I, I started my own practice in two, 2000. So I was working for a law firm before that. I started my own um, practice in 2000 and mainly because it was the recession <laughs> at, at that time. And um, uh, before Christmas, before New Year's, I got laid off. And I'm like, oh, great, you know, just like, you know, perfect timing to get laid off. And instead of like, you know, um, crying over spilled milk, I just started my own practice. And it was the best thing I, I truly, it was like, um, it was the best thing I, it was a lot of us is the fear that prevents us from like doing certain things is like, you know, how, but when you're thrown into kind of the deep end and for me, it was being kind of laid off and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start my own practice, you know? <laughs> and, um, but then I had to unfortunately stop because my kids were like, um, six and five, um, when I stopped because I, it just got, they were very close in age and it got, got overwhelming. And I was like, I need to concentrate. I need to do something right instead of doing two things that I feel like I'm not doing, you know, completely right. So right. Um, I, I went inactive um, and I concentrated on raising my kids and, um, and then my son having this allergy issues, that was very, very, um, 
you know, it's, it really, um, in terms of traveling, in terms of doing things is like, you know, until we had him fully desensitized, it had, it was very, we were very staying close to home, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, well, of course, Luna Ascent came about. And um, then, you know, and my old, my kids were by that time, they were like teenagers. And so, so, and now I have a 16 year old and a daughter who just turned 18 and she is graduating in a month. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> How time flies, eh? You know, my daughter's know. literally about to have her kindergarten graduation and they're doing these memory oh, boxes. And I'm almost God. tearing up thinking oh. that she's going to open this memory box in grade eight. And it's like, it's literally going to be here before I know it. Oh I'm like, I, you know, even though I'm not ready for it, I'm ready for it in one sense, but Sarah, it is going to go so fast, right? It is going to go so fast. I can't even tell you. It's just like, when you say kindergarten pictures, like, you know, we, you know how your phone comes up with pictures for your, um, yeah, like your memories and stuff like right. that. It kind of puts these pictures together. Like, you know, the other day it's her birthday and it sends me all these pictures of her, like, you know, when she, the day she was born, her kindergarten graduation. Crazy, oh, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and you're like, and here she is going to be off to college. Like, yes, yes. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so did you notice a big, you had your own firm, so you had your own business already. Did you notice a big change from managing, um, a solo practice to starting this business? Yeah. So it's interesting. So I got to tell you, I always, before I knew what girl boss meant, I always wanted to be my own boss. <laughs> Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur and I would, um, when he would go to work, this is like before I was even in school, I would go and sit behind his desk in his office and he had these checkbooks where they it had, this is old school, okay? It used to have the little ending of the check. So if he would pull mm, the yeah. check off, it would have the, where you balance your, you know. So right. I would sit behind his desk and I would sign those little <laughs> pretending I'm the boss and I'm signing checks so it was one of those things that I always but you know life has like you know you end up like you know I went to law school and all of that but but even when I was going to undergrad I um, started actually a I I was always interested in fashion Mm -hmm. so I started a um, clothing line and I had a store on Union Street in San Francisco and it was called Rana. <laughs> I didn't get very, didn't get very creative with the name. Mm-hmm. So, um, and um, and I carried other like you know uh, designers, and it was my own line. And you know, I expanded that to two other stores in San Francisco. And um, so, so I always had these other entrepreneurial things that I did, but um, uh, you know, with uh, this is as I told you, when I had kids and I stayed home and, you know, things, especially with the digital and all the amazing, you know, the technology that came about, I felt like, like such a dinosaur. Like I just hadn't (laughs) kept up with like, so this business for me, it was like a re-emergence, re-entrance into the, like, like into the, um, business life again, right? Uh, I had to like, 
relearn so many things. And it was just great to learn about Slack and this and that and all the stuff that is available out there. And one thing that I had done a lot of, you know, different you know, as it, I, I had my own business, I had the law firm, all, but, but one thing I had not really experienced was that this true marketing part, like, you know, you have a good product that you know that a lot of people are looking for, that you know works well. How do you put this in front of the consumer that is looking for it? And that is, if I have any advice to give to any person who's thinking of starting their own business or um, is that don't think because you have a good product that somehow magically the buyers are going to be there. You have to put enough uh, planning and a well thought out business plan for marketing to get this in front of the consumers. And, um, and with, you know, so many different platforms available now, um, that's the challenge, not to spread yourself too thin, like, you know, are you on, like on Pinterest, on like, you know, LinkedIn, are you on like social, like uh, Instagram, you know, all of these things take time and effort to really build a community to get the message out. And so that that is something that um, uh, has been a learning curve for me, I would say. But everything else, I was really all set up how to, you know, I, you know, I did the legal part of setting up the company, you know, applying for the patent. I, uh, I had already done the, dealt with accounting, all of that. But I would say the, the thing that I had the biggest um, um, learning curve on was the marketing part. I think that marketing is honestly just changing so much every day and knowing yes. what... Yes. To, because that's been a, even a big struggle for me. My platform is solely social media um, and figuring out a way to put myself out there. I, you know, I am a middle-aged mom. I don't know that I'm in the mind frame to be doing TikToks every day to drive the traffic to my site and get people to listen to my episodes. Um, but I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm going to have to come up with something because this just isn't really working anymore. Oh um, my gosh. I so relate to that. I mean, right? you know, um, I'm past middle age. I'm in the territory of old now. To those that are out there and doing it and don't get me wrong. There's a place for everybody. And what's on social media these days has changed the landscape so much. I was talking about this earlier today, um, things are so accessible, you know, doctors and scientists are getting on there and they're sharing information that's usually not readily available to people. Um, so right. it's getting right. people to be well, better educated in a yes. lot of stuff they normally yes. wouldn't. Completely. However, yes. you got to find a way to do it, to grab that, uh, yes. to grab yes. those people basically. Yes. Um, so, yes. and Sarah, you know, one of the things when I first started, um, I actually got interviewed by like a mag, like I didn't even mention my son. I didn't even mention, I, I wanted to be, when I first started this, I wanted to be behind the scenes. I'm like, I have a good product. I just want to, you know, bring this product to the market because I know there are other people like me who can use it. Right. Right. And then I realized that no, in order to build a community, in order for people to try, they need to see you and your story, right? Mm -hmm. and, 
Um, and that's how we build that community. That's so for me, uh, I, it was, it was very, very, I, I'm not, I, it was very difficult to put myself, um, you know, and to actually like do a lot live Instagram, right. That yeah. was so difficult for me. Um, but, uh, but I realized if I'm committed to this and if I want to make this thing succeed, this is what it takes. And I have to build that community and that community has to be built on authenticity. And a lot of people like, oh, go buy, go, go buy followers. Oh, you, you know, nobody's going to look at you unless you're above like a thousand follow. I'm like, that is just the opposite of what I'm trying to do. And like, I am trying to build a trust with my community. Like they need to know who I am and they need to trust what I'm telling them. If I'm buying followers, that just, to me, basically destroys the entire thing, you know? And I've earned every one, those like, you know, 450 followers, I've earned every single one of them, so... <laughs> And that is hard and you're right. And I did, um, like a marketing promotion last year. I think it was last year. It cost me like $250 and they sent out like this blast. And I ended up with, I'd say probably like two or 3000 followers out of it. And I'm like, okay. And then I started going through it and looking at the quality of them. And I'm like, yes, yes. you know, promises, promises. I know these companies are there to make money. And I know that they are getting you followers for the numbers that you need, but it's really not what it's about, especially with these dang yes. algorithms changing yes. every other day too. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, you want people, you know, I had a couple of influencers where their audience is made up of other influencers. So it's, um, it's not real. I want actual consumers i want people who are real people out there who are listening who are trusting someone who are looking for something and they're hoping someone's done the research for them and they trust that person and they can rely on that research right that's what i i mean you know again as you said it's such a balancing act because you do need exposure you need those numbers but you don't want it to be fake you don't want it to be something that the, the, the number is there, but it's not doing you any good. So that's what we're against. It, it's crazy. That's the thing, you know, when they started businesses back in like the forties and fifties and men, <laughs> even now, do you think they thought about all these things? Like we need to be on social media. We need to be marketing. We need to do this. Oh my gosh, forget, like, times. <laughs> I love these memes that you see all the time. And it's like me sitting here, not losing my mind, thinking about eating right, working out, being a good mom, <laughs> running my business, doing this. And I'm like, it's no wonder so many women these days suffer from anxiety and depression oh and are just out beyond oh belief lack of sleep lack of sleep right? that that's been my biggest thing is just yeah. um one of the questions is like you know balancing personal life I'm like oh my goodness I wish I could just lie about that and say my life is so perfectly balanced you know but yeah, but that's not like, what we're here for we want yeah. the truth <laughs> yeah especially with a startup um yeah. that's not really uh, going to be realistic. I mean, it's all hands on deck, at least for the first, you know, several years. 
And, um, you know, it's just as much as we try, I mean, obviously we all try, right? We all want that. And we, uh, but um, it's not completely achievable, I would say. <laughs> Listen, I don't sleep through the night now because I've got toddlers. I should be running 50 businesses at this point. Yeah. I, I never thought that four hours of sleep would be the new norm and that oh I would actually gosh. learn to function on it. Yes. Isn't it amazing? No, That's I, no man. But the thing is, Sarah, I do not know one single man who can operate. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we do it on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like my body's just so adjusted to it that yeah. even yeah. if I work a night shift and my husband's like, I'll take the kids out so you can get some extra sleep. Yeah, it doesn't I'm work. No, it no, about four I and a half hours. That's exactly right. I'm like, I thank you so much. I really appreciate the thought and all of that. And sometimes poor thing, he just like, I hear him like trying to gently open the door and I gently close. I'm like, don't worry, I'm <laughs> right? awake. Don't worry, I'm exactly. not. Don't bother. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so we touched on your balance and, um, your, we haven't really talked much about your support system. Do you have people that are working for you or are you just a solo girl right now? So I am solo with, um, with, help um from people that i hire for projects so i do not have um i would love to have you know like like an employee where i can because the problem with when you have help which is because you don't have someone who can constantly help you right you just have like one project and you get some help and um but my daughter is um graduating um in a month and she has promised to help me for the entirety of the summer before she leaves for college. And I've basically said, I will hire her, um, you know, as um, an employee because it will be good for both of us. It is something she needs the money. <laughs> I need the help. <laughs> and she is, you know, like any 18 year old, they grew up with this thing. So they're so well-versed when it comes to the social media and right. what to do and how like I cannot get a better person because I need if I hire someone for this it has to be someone around her age and um and they just they just intuitively know what to do you know something that I have to sit there and think about for an hour is like is this the right tone does this send the right message you know they do it in two seconds. So, you know, so that's, uh, that's, uh, but my family has been very supportive. My friends, of course, have been amazing. Everyone's been really supportive, but um, I, you know, I touched on this at the beginning, the, the, the most pleasant surprise in terms of support has been the other um, uh, women-owned businesses and female entrepreneurs and platforms like sales channels that are uh, you know, made by women for other uh, uh, women-owned businesses. So those are the things that have been so just nice and um, kind of like walking into a sisterhood that I really never, I like never experienced anything like it. So it's been very, very um, nice. And I'm really trying to pay it forward. I, I, um, I, as I said, I did, when I come across products that I'm using that are good for me 
Um, I've met the founders, like, you know, I'm like, I am going to shout, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about this. I, I actually did one live Instagram, just talking about three of the products that I was using that was really working well for me. And I'm like, I'm just going to do a live and just promote these brands because, you know, I'm in a space, Sarah, that I'm not a competitor of any other skincare. My, I, I have a tool that is made to basically make skincare more effective and enhance the experience, you know, for your skincare routine. So I'm lucky enough that my business is not in competition. So is, you know, that expression, the rising tide, you know, so I'm, 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 you know, I would love to promote these other uh, businesses and these other brands because um, it, it's something I believe in. It works and I want to tell people about it. And so um, in terms of me paying it forward, I would love to do that. And I know other people have done it for me. One of the brands um, just like I, I, they hadn't even told me. I saw they had done a TikTok talking about how amazing my applicator was and that they were using half of the amount of the normal amount that they would usually use. You know, she's like, yeah, I usually put four or five drops of oil um, to cover my face and with Lunes and I just put two drops and look, it's more than enough. And I was like, she just did that for me. So um, that, that, that's just so heartwarming, you know? And I think that that's great. Um, women are championing other women, championing, I should yes. say, other women right now and doing things like that. It's one thing if you're sending somebody product and asking them because of their platform to, you know, do a little blurb, talk about it, see if you like it, blah, blah, blah. But when people just go out of their way to do it because they truly believe in a product, those are the ones that matter. It really are. It warms your heart so much. I totally agree. Yes. 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 Um, And so with talking about that and, you know, growing your social media and the business and where do you see yourself in five years? Um, So that's actually, um, it's a really good question because it's um, something that um, you get, you know, when you first start, you're so focused on, getting this off the ground, right? So right. Um, it is really good to actually reflect and like think, you know, forward and for the future. And um, so we have actually two things that I'm really focused on. One is um, uh, the, let's go back to the origin story again, which is like the application of medication. And I um, on a platform, it's called Range Me. I don't know if you know about it or not, but it's for um, brands to get verified and then like retailers and all sorts of um, buyers check you out on that platform. And um, because you're verified with your insurance, with all your certification. And if so, so someone who comes to that platform knows Luna Essence has met all the things they're looking for, right? So they just mm-hmm. want to um, know whether the product you have is something they want. And so then I noticed that Luna Essence, my product is getting viewed by all these FSA stores. And, um, and FSA, you know, flexible um, uh, spending accounts. Um, so these are the uh, accounts that are pre-taxed that you use for your health um, uh, purchases for medicine. So IRS has a certain designation. 
where you um, basically says that you can spend that money in that uh, flexible uh, spending account. Um, you can use that money to buy these healthcare products. And like, for example, moisturizer, you know, like uh, Lubriderm is like something you can buy with your F money in your FSA. And like an ice roller for like, if you have an injury, like stuff like that, you know, skincare things. And so then I was like, oh, that's why they are checking out Luna Essent. Um, so they are uh, considering it for a FSA eligible product. Um, and that's what I'm going to really be focusing on because this will open up a whole new thing for Luna Ascent, um, especially after the reaction I told you I got from my from my son's dermatologist that, um, and I'm like, this is a, a, a um, you know, a section that I really need to concentrate on. And, mm. um, and another, um, uh, thing that I want to um, really focus on is, you know, unfortunately, this pandemic that we went through and all of that, you know, one of the things that was, uh, thank goodness, we're coming out of it. But one of the depressing thing was that, oh, this is not going to be the last, you know, because of the climate <laughs> change and all of that, there's going to be more of I'm like, okay, great, something to look forward to, right. So, um, but um, what's happened is people have become much more aware and um, cautious about, you know, uh, I'm not saying everyone's become a um, germophobe or like, you know, but we are more aware, let's put it this way, you know, and one of the things, for example, I see like on social media, like people are on the plane and they are putting like, you know, rubbing like, because, you know, your skin gets dry on the plane, like they're putting this thick moisturizer and a mask and they're doing this and that. And I'm like, you know, one of the things, especially when you're on a plane is like the, the that's like the tray and the seats are like, you know, they do not get cleaned regularly. They're like, really, they always sit are covered with germs and bacteria and all of that. And then to, you know, you can't constantly get up and go wash your hands in the bathroom. It's such a hassle. And, you know, when you use uh, the uh, alcohol wipes, you know, it's really irritating to the skin of, you know, if you get it on your skin, on your face. And with Lunescent, you know, you have this clean tool that is in its carry case. You can take it out, apply your moisturizer, put it back in the case. You don't have to get up and go wash your hands. You don't have to wash your hands beforehand. And you have now your nice moisturizer on your face. And it's like those kind of things that people are more aware that this is a tool that, you know, gives that convenient way of doing this when you're outside you want to apply sunscreen to your child you don't you don't know if your hands are clean you don't want to put it all over their face right you know you know take this out and apply and one of the things Sarah is the, my pet peeves is like the uh, spray sunscreen I know it's convenient <laughs> I know that a lot of people but in terms of the reality of it and the fact that kids you can't tell, you know, kids breathe it in. You can't tell, right. turn their face. You can't do this. I mean, you know, and the wind takes most of it away, especially if you're on the beach and the person next to you is inhaling it instead of it getting on your kids. So like, you know, as we talked about being moms and coming up with things that are practical and work, 
again, these are the places where I think there is a lot of white space that Luna Ascend is a good candidate to, you know, fill that. And that's, those are the things that I need to um, really focus on going forward. Those sound like some great goals. And I mean, honestly, if you can get yourself into that FSA spending, it's, uh, there will probably be such an uptick in people who will use it because yes. I yes. think people are afraid to invest in things coming out of their yes. own pocket. Now your price point is not yes. expensive to me. Yes. Yes. Um, but again, if it's an unknown and you're not sure what it's going to do for you. That's um, exactly right. It is um, when you are a new product and it, especially for me, I'm in new product category. I, I'm not even like when people ask, like, you know, I'm not something that, exist out there so how right. so it is very difficult to so the things that you know for me like a post with a picture on social media does not really do me any good because people are like what is that is that a razor what does like mm -hmm. what has worked the best for me mm -hmm. has been uh videos yeah ucg yeah uh, ugc like user generated content you know <laughs> and like you know those kind of things where the, a person picks up the applicator puts some you know drops on it rubs it on their skin and people are like oh look it all got on her skin. There is nothing left on the silicone. You know, she used half of, because that's what I, I did a poster. I'm on, in a pop-up in Rancho Cucamonga right now. And um, so I did a poster and, you know, the average woman, average U.S. woman spends about $68 per month on skincare alone, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so that's about $816 per year. And so I did a poster showing um, how much money with fake money. I ordered fake money from Amazon. And um, so I put $816 on a poster board. And then I put Luna Essence and $400. So I'm like showing basically, you, and, you know, you buy Luna Essence, which lasts you for years you save about $400 each year, you know, in terms of your skincare, because, you know, we have all these things we spend on, we do our nails, we do our hair, you know, and some of these are weekly. And each one of them is more than something. And, you know, and skincare, you know, you finish the jar, you have to buy a new one. But with Lunes and you buy it once and you don't have to buy it again. I'm not a subscription service. I didn't set this up as a, you know, I, if I was smarter, <laughs> no, I'm joking. If I wanted <laughs> to like make this as like a money making, like you know, I would have had the pads be a subscription service, right? Like right. Um, buy the app applicator and buy the, um, uh, which a lot of people suggest. And I'm like, you know, that's not the purpose behind this is like, you know, these, these, these pads last for a long time. And I don't want it to be a subscription. I, I don't want to contribute to the landfill. I wanted something that was reusable. I wanted something that would keep stuff that are disposable out of people's hands. So you don't have to go the disposable route. You can use this and have it be a reusable thing where you can, you know, have it save resources. It saves a lot of 
water. I mean, that's one of the side benefits of Lunasa. You use so much less water because there's so much unnecessary hand washing that we do. We, we're like, you, you have little kids, you know, like constantly, oh, do I have moisturizer on my hand? Oh, I'm cutting an apple. I got to wash my hand again. You know, I don't want to get the moisturizer on the apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all the background thinking that I'm doing. And, you know, when you don't have, you know, greasy, creamy fingers, you know, there you go. You don't have to wash your hands again if you're in the house and you haven't been outside. (laughs) I think you're going to end up finding brand loyalty that even though it's not something you need to continually buy, you're going to get the people who want the travel one for their purse, or they're going to recommend it to a family member, or they're going to buy the you know, Sarah, How did and you know, Sarah? I've had yeah. people buy it, one for their car. I've yeah. had everyone who's bought it has bought one for their mom. They have bought <laughs> one for their sister. They have bought one for their um, uh, best friend. And, you know, the thing is, this is because it's new. And for that woman who has everything, like, you're like, what am I going to buy this person? Right. <laughs> You know, so no, I've been lucky. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that because it's been true. It's the people who have bought have been multiple purchases. Yeah. Which is a good sign for me. Makes me, you know, makes me think I'm on the right path here, you know. (laughs) Right. And so with, let's wrap this up a little bit. What do you think is a future or current trend in the beauty industry that you're seeing? Uh, well, I, I can uh, start with, we can go into fashion or we can go into skincare, but uh, starting with skincare, I would say that um, in the past decade or so, or even maybe more, there's been a lot of um, things, uh, information that's been, you know, disseminated on social media, I would say that basically has been kind of scare tactics that like, you know, like, information that was based on bad science or like faulty uh, studies out there. And, um, and a lot of brands are starting to push back on that now. And they're like, well, why are you saying this is bad? You know, like, you know, what, what this study that you're relying on did not really say that. So I've been reading about more and more like brands where they are actually like trying to um, push back on some of the, the claims that are not scientific. Like this is not really, but I'll just give you a quick example and, and we're going to wrap it up. But, um, you know, it's one of the things that I even talked about it before is um, in one of my um, a discussion I was doing with a brand founder is niacinamide and vitamin C. They say, do not use do do uh, use these two ingredients together because they counteract, they actually can lead to oxidation uh, because um, uh, they, they, they don't work well together. Don't use them together. And then, you know, I read more on it. And this was based on a completely faulty study because the only way for these two ingredients to like to like be conflicting with each other is for it to be at high heat, high heat, way higher than we have at our houses. If you're under that, like, like it was based on something that for normal circumstances, it does not apply at all. But then there is this huge body of like, you know, articles written about don't use vitamin C with niacinamide and this and that. And so when you go back to the science of it and you actually look at the study, you're like, okay, 
they took it out of context. This is not really the case. And I see more and more of that coming out. I think there's a bit of pushback against some of the bad science out there. So that's one. And then if going back to fashion, I would say um, reuse uh, uh, you know, the, especially with vintage, like, I, I really think that's having a huge moment because, um, fast fashion and the way it's just the kind of, it's taxing our environment and just this concept of just buying, 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 but like maybe going more toward buying quality pieces that you can really kind of use. And like, maybe even like I have pieces that I'm passing on to my daughter, who's like going to be leaving for college, you know? So those are the kind of like, I really see those kind of trends continuing. And I think there's going to be, especially fashion brands. I think they're becoming more aware of that and, trying to say, oh, no, we are not, um, <laughs> you know, contributing to this. We're trying to like, I, I saw Reformation is saying, bring back if you have a, um, you know, spot or like, you know, bring back your dress and we will like, you know, take it back for you and recycle it and give you credit or something like that. More and more, I see fashion brands are doing that. That's awesome. And I also, I mean, I, I hold on to things. I don't have a lot of things from the nineties because I was young then, but now, <laughs> you know, I have this daughter who's getting more interested in fashion and stuff and I'm out shopping for her. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I wore that once upon a time. <laughs> I'm so Jerry, keep it, keep I'm everything my, you have exactly. because it's going to come back. My daughter's raiding my closet for yeah. stuff I had from the eighties. And she's like, this is the coolest. None of my friends have this. This is so cool. Yeah, like I haven't come from basically anything in the last 10 to 15 years, I would say, which I'm sure it's going to have a comeback. And I, every time I look at it, I'm like, maybe I should get rid of it. And I'm like, no, oh, you know, no, what? Then no, no Marie Kondo. Do not do Marie yep. Kondo. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just need an, a, another closet. That's all. <laughs> But that's true. Yes, yes. But no, but those are the things, you know, especially again, coming back to the concept of being a mom, you know, when you become it's not like, you know, but I mean, of course, everyone, but you just become more aware, right? I mean, right. I, I was, it's not like before I had children, I was like, you know, the, no, I was thinking about all this stuff, but it's like, it really brings it to the forefront for you. Right. And um, so yeah, let's let's all help uh, leave a future for our kids i mean truly that's that's um that's all i can hope for and yeah. that is all we can do it's taken a while to get here you know to realize global warming is a thing we all have to yeah. do our part and yeah, yeah. no yeah. matter what your small part is that you pick it is going to make some sort of an impact exactly. um and it sounds like you're doing just that with your business which is phenomenal and again Thank only you. a woman would think about you know her global <laughs> impact on a small scale when developing something yeah i agree i agree thank you yeah. so much thank you for the opportunity to talk about this and it was really wonderful actually Anna. talking to you and um and um and i really look forward to um listening to your future podcast i'm going to be following you now <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much i appreciate that and for all of my listeners i do have rana's about me information up on the site if you want to check out the product it is also um having all of the instagram links business is luna essen it is one word um 
but on Insta, it's just that Luna Essence Skin. You can find it, follow, super easy to shop. I've already ordered one myself, just like a click, click, especially if you have that <laughs> Shopify, which I know is terrible. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Rana, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about your product with us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sarah. Have a wonderful rest of your night.